Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Help I Sexed My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas, like how should you react around your girlfriend's fremony? Ooh, and should I worry about my mic getting a bit echoey again? I'm, I'm recording on location at the moment. And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexed your boss, but we're not your usual agony ads, are we, William Hansen? No, we're not Jordan North. I'm more coat of arms, you're more sound the alarm. And that's from James on Instagram. Thank you very much for that made us laugh. Who are we going to toast to at the start of this episode, please? Well, Jordan, last week in the UK, we had results for people that were doing their GCSEs and the A-level ones not long before that either. So well done to people that got their results. Whatever those results were, well done for getting through it. Well done for even sitting the exams. So to all the result people, whatever you call them. To the GCSE and A-level result people. To the... To the GCSE and A-levelers. Yes, woo! Ooh. The good news is I can't remember at all what I got at GCSE or A-level. That's bull. People that say that are lying. No, I really can't. I mean, I can. Re- I know, to be fair, I can probably remember A-levels. GCSE, pfft. No yeah. idea. My highest GCSE grade mm-hmm. was PE. Got a B. You got a B in PE? Yeah. Oh, and media studies, actually. I got a B in media. I think, in fact, in fact, I think I got an A in media. Well, that would, that I, would you know tally. I've just, I've just pr- put, pr- proved your point there. I can't actually remember. Exactly. <laughs> and they don't do it like that anymore. It's not A, B or C. Do they not? No, it's like, so it's numbers now. Oh, is it? Yeah, do you, did you not know that? No. Well, I don't know anyone. There's no one in my family that's doing them, so I wouldn't know. Oh, wait there, the dog's scratching to come in. Hello. Hello. Come to say hello. 
We come to say hello. <laughs> so you're recording at your mum's. Yeah. And I mean, your dog's I'm, I'm, just come in. Frankie, kiss kisses. <laughs> oh, can you hear him? I'll show you. Yes. Come here, come here look. Here he is. Hello. Oh, what breed is Frankie? He's a Border Terrier. Border Terrier. Oh, he's licking your face. Yeah, he likes to give kisses. Don't you, Frankie? Look, cute. That's lovely. Right, now get rid of him. Let's do the podcast. Sorry, Frankie, come on. Sit. Sit. Come on, sit down nicely. (laughs) (laughs) Frankie's going to be the best thing about this podcast. You wait. Everyone will be like, oh, I love saying Frankie. Can we have more Frankie? He's just called Frank, but I call him Frankie. Oh, right. Okay. What do you want? Oh, I've missed him so much. So I'm currently at my mum's because um, I'm doing a top secret thing and I've got a Well, surely off. it's not that top secret. You post about it on Instagram. Well, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing a bit of filming. Yeah, nice. And you've, you've, you're taking a few days off to go to your mum's. Yeah, and I'm doing a bit of filming abroad and I've got a couple of days off. So I'm, I'm at my mum's for a couple of days, if that makes sense. That's nice. So this is the first time I've seen my mum in a year. And that, do you know what that that has made me knowing that because obviously you know this since the last time you saw your mum quite a bit's happened to you, um, so it's been it's been lovely knowing and and look I'm not a parent but if I had a child that had gone through what you had gone through I would really want to you know hug oh. and see my child so knowing that um, has made me a bit emotional when I've thought about it a few times. Oh uh, yeah, like because obviously she was big support for me when I was in the castle, but. Because of the lockdown, when we got back, I couldn't see her. So this is the first time I've seen her in over a year. So we've had a good catch-up, and it's been great. She, the kit, she loves the new kitchen. Is it finished? As we speak, um, Diego is um, just fitting. What, Ben's dog? No, 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 Diego, the kitchen fitter. Is oh, right. Ju- it's just fitting the last, the last bit of um, tiling. So Can you send me a photo of it, please, when it's done? Because I just, I just need to see it. I'm going to post. A, I was going to post a picture of her in it last night, but she didn't like her hair, so she's going to get her hair done, and then I can post it on Instagram. So okay, yeah. But I also want a full. Can you just send me photos that you won't put on Instagram? Like I want to see what appliances they are. You know, I love an appliance. I want yeah, to see oh, little details. Yeah, I want a full yeah. thing, please. Anyway, if you need our help with something, then we would love for you to get in touch with your problem. As always, we say it every week, but we really do mean it. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sextedmyboss.com or you can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at sextedmyboss or you can write to William Hanson, who promises a handwritten reply in his own letter of paper. The address for that is on the website sextedmyboss.com. How's your week been, William? What's new? Well, what do you mean, what's new? We have, I don't know how long we've been sitting on this recording, but you haven't even mentioned what's new. What do you mean? Look behind me! Oh, William's second bedroom slash study. <laughs> William Hanson, who lives in a two-bedroom flat, but he's decided to turn his... I mean, yeah, because I don't want to, guests. Bedrooms are hard to come by in London. You turn yours into a study. And what sort of etiquette expert admits he doesn't want guests? No, I do want guests, but I would rather have a nice place to work than occasionally have guests stay. Call me old-fashioned. Um, tell us about... Well, look at... So, describe what you see, Jordan. A bookshelf. Oh, for God's sake. It is a it's bookshelf. Book. Well, yes, OK, and the walls, the walls have changed colour. 
Oh yeah, the green. We've gone a nice calc green. There's a there's a light fitting that's yet to be put on. The electrician needs to come round and put the electrician uh, put the the new lamp on the wall. Green's a bit different. Do you not like it? Who am I to judge? As long as you like it, that's all that counts. Is it, I'm so sorry. It's not brilliant white. It just looks a bit like a primary school library. A primary school library? They're very lucky. It would be a private primary school library. <laughs> I'm winding Thank you very phone. much. I'm <laughs> yes, so these are the new luxury bookcases installed by Karen the Carpenter and her colleague Joan. And look up, you see, look, they go up all to the, all to the um, ceiling. Is she actually called Karen? The Carpenter? Yeah. Yes, why? Oh, just wondering. Yeah. Uh, and they're lovely. And it's a nice executive backdrop for your zooms and things like that i'm very excited are you happy with it most importantly are you happy mike is happy it? i'm obviously mikey didn't do it himself because mikey didn't want to do any building work in his own home he's yeah. busy with other clients so thus he got his uh, he got a referral to karen and joan i'm chock-a-block jordan i can't i can't even i can't move for building at moments so i've got my mate karen onto it she's a right good builder oh she didn't charge as much so and and she's done a good job she did she's got a job <laughs> did she but while she was here, um, obviously I was making her and Joan drinks throughout the throughout the day. I and I sent you a photo. Did you see the photo? Yes, of the little tea tray that I was doing for her. And I'm not convinced it went down that well. Can you see that? Oh, that's sweet. Is that what? Yeah. So there's a. There, it was at the the time that this picture was taken. It was just Karen that was here. Joan was was not hadn't joined us yet. But there was a there's a mug of coffee. Yep. A little glass of tap water so she didn't get coffee breath. And a little plate with a, a fusilli uh, muesli bar and two ginger nuts. And I was thinking when I did that, and she, she sort of looked at it slightly surprised when I brought it in on, on the first day of building. I thought, is that really what you should... Because I, I haven't really had builders round at all. Like in, when I lived in Manchester, we had no building work done at all other than when we had the fire, which I don't think we've ever talked about on this, but we'll, maybe we'll talk about this another week. Uh, but I wasn't in the flat at the time when, when all that was happening. Um, when I, my first place in London, no builders. So this is really the first time I've had builders in for a period of time. So I just did a nice little tray for them. And, and I, you know, she could, did give a little stagger backwards when I came in with the tray, because I'm not convinced many people. Do you do, what do you do? You've, you've, well, what's your mum been doing for the kitchen builders? She, I think you're perfectly fine. My mum always gets a tray of biscuits out okay, and makes some cup of tea. So that's, and I, I do it. But do you do this when you've got builders in? Because I do this all the time. I do it with bin men as well. And Bin like, men? Tra- trades. What, people. you go out with a little tray of biscuits for the bin men? No, not bin men, but when I'm around them. Do you go a bit more, try to be a bit more manly and working class? <laughs> I don't like the inference there. Um, no, not really. I do. It's pathetic. You should see me. I'm like, yeah, I used to, used to be a grafter myself, you know. I used to, used to work at building trade when I left school. I were a builder, yeah. Got sent for tartan paint and ladder for skitting <laughs> boards. You know how it is. For the Have skitting boards? Free today? Skirting. Right. Just tried to be more northern and manly. Have you seen page free today? Way. Like, I just... <laughs> No. Because page three hasn't been around for about eight years now, I don't know, but yeah, I just tried to be... No, I didn't didn't feel the need. Um, I do wonder, though, and look, I don't work... You've obviously got, as you've just said, you've had some experience in the building trade. Um, Karen and Joan would turn up, you know, 
eight o'clock in the morning. Fine, fine with me. I'm an early riser. Not a problem. They'd go by two. And it's like, if we just sort of went until, I don't know, maybe four, maybe we wouldn't have need that, needed that fifth day. Oh, yeah. The, but a lot of builders like to start early and finish early. Well, that's lovely. We'd all love to do that in our jobs. But, you know, we can't. So what, they left about two? Yeah, each day. And I thought it was a five-day job, including the decorating. And I thought, well, if you can, if you sort of just did a couple of extra hours on each day, you wouldn't, you'd have Friday off. Do you just begrudge the working people a bit of money, don't you? Well, no, it's not my, it's, it's the same rate. It's just the hassle because of everything that was in the study slash second bedroom was, was in the, in the sitting room and it, we couldn't see the floor because it turns out we have quite a lot of books. Two o'clock is quite an early finish, isn't it? Usually it's I think a little bit early. My mate, I know my mate's a plaster. He tries to finish for oh, three, four o'clock. Well, that's fine. And that's absolutely fine. And also, you know, sometimes I'm aware that some people want to finish early to, you know, go and get their kids from school. Well, it's the school holidays. My mate tries to finish early because he says when the kids come back at oh, three, four o'clock, it's a nightmare. You can't get old done. And a lot of people prefer him to be done by then when the kids are back, mm. you know, if they're working on out. So maybe, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't have children. Well, just, well... Anyway, I'm, I'm very happy with Karen and Joan's handiwork, but I'm just saying, a little, little bit more effort. She's laughing all the way to the bank, he's Karen the carpenter. Yeah, she's probably on the sun lounge or somewhere not that far from you. Mm, yeah, I might bump into her. Well, t- talking of that, so obviously you're having a lovely time. And because you're away and we're not recording in our normal luxury home, new home that we've had for Series 8, yeah. we didn't have a date in the diary for uh, recording, did we? No, we didn't. Up until quite recently. Yeah. And I obviously, you know me, Jordan, I'm very laid back. Said no one ever. And I was not getting worried at all that we were getting closer and closer to actually needing something recorded and nothing was out. So I messaged our long-suffering producer, just wondering if, you know, we had a good time to record. And uh, we should just say, at this point, we can now have the lovely jingle for William's passive-aggressive text of the week. Cue the jingle, it's that time. William Hansen is elegant and chic and he- so I message Ben, sort of going, you know, what, what's the state of play? And Ben comes back saying, all right, shall I ask? To which I said, and I didn't realise I was being passive-aggressive, as I never do, it's probably best coming from you as the producer. That was very passive-aggressive. Are you talking about me in this text? I just said, when I was texting uh, Jordan earlier on the week, he said he had a few days off uh, with his mum. Wonder if that's a good time to record. And then Ben said, OK, shall I ask? I went, it's probably best coming from you as the producer, yes. So you don't realise how passive-aggressive you are sometimes. And didn't everything turn out all right? Am I currently at my mum's recording this episode? Absolutely. He, he had Ben responded with William's passive-aggressive text of the week and I responded in block capitals with, it didn't, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> but hey, it's, give, it's given us five minutes of content. How many passive-aggressive texts do you think you send a week? Um... Five? One a day? Mm, two, three a day. Excuse me, you and I have hardly texted over the last week or two because I'm paranoid about texting you anymore because I just don't know how to come across normally. Oh, don't be like that. We're all... F- oh, seriously. 
And then, well, you're busy as well. You don't need to be responding to some sort of needy homosexuals text. Oh, I would love, would love to see the text messages between you and Mikey. Oh, really? <laughs> I would love to just, and I wouldn't because I know that's private, but I would love to see oh, well, wh- what you put, like regarding what you're going to have for tea and stuff, or just everyday things like, can you pick up some flash from the supermarket? His, uh, one of his last texts to me reads, jealous of rapid ragu. What? I went round to Jonathan's house, my other podcast friend, oh, and uh, Jonathan did rapid ragu for dinner. So I texted Mikey. Ragu? What's rapid ragu? Jordan, your life. Jonathan introduced me to rapid ragu. It's one of our go to dinners now. Really? Is it ragu but rapid? Yeah, it's quick. It's an Nigella. Just search Nigella rapid ragu. It's lamb mince, if you like lamb mince. Although I have done it with pork mince before, it does sort of work. It's delicious. Okay, yeah, I will try that. Um, but the big news is, Jordan, since you've been away, guess who I have now met? Go on. Not your mum's builder, the other one. I've met Diego. Oh, have you? Producer Ben's dog. Did you like him? He's very, very sweet. He's smaller than I thought. Yeah. On Instagram, he looks a bit bigger. Um, but that's good, because I'm not a massive fan of big, big dogs. Um, so, he, and he's very sweet. He's quite well behaved to say he's a puppy. Um, Ben and Kat have obviously trained him very well and he's, and he's sweet there. I picked Ben up from the, the train station. There was, and there they sort of trotted down the, uh, trotted down the, the stairs. It was hard to know which was thinner, Ben or the dog, <laughs> uh, and who had more meat on their bones. I think probably Diego. And we had a lovely time. I'd love to go and see Diego. I'd love to meet him. Uh, before I forget as well, um, mm. Wendy wants to know what's wrong with Pledge. Um, <laughs> because as, as I was showing you, showing her the clip of you going mad at Pledge, I promise you she had a can of Pledge in her hand and a, and a duster and she was polishing the living room. So right. should she said, should she go for a better class of polish high-end i just don't think pledges it's very mass produced i'm not convinced it does a good job but also you were talking about putting pledge on windows that was mainly my and shoes um yeah and shoes pledge for sort of wooden furniture sort of a nice bit of mahogany fair enough but pledge on glass multi-surface i'd go with something else now jordan Another thing I need to talk to you about, we are both of a certain age, aren't we now? Yeah. We've reached a landmark. We're both over 30. And I'm having a slight contretemps with... A what? Contretemps. What's that mean? Disagreement. Oh, contretemps. Disagreement. I don't think men, once you reach 30, should run. Now, I don't mean run for exercise. I do not mean run for exercise. That's fine if you want to do that. I've been running loads this week. Great. That's fine. It's running to get somewhere. For example, the train's leaving in three minutes. I'm going to run down the road to get it because I'm running late. I think by the time you get to 30, you should have your life sorted out enough that you leave plenty of time and to run to get the tube before the lift, you know, when the tube goes beep, 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 and the doors are shutting and people run to get it. It's demeaning once you're over 30. I I want to agree with you and say, yeah, you're right, but I still rush and run for stuff. But you probably are right. Like, you shouldn't really, should you? No. And, and yeah. I don't think it's very graceful. Do you not? 
No. What about if you're 31 and you really, really need a poo? Like you're about to shit yourself and you need to run to the nearest toilet. Um, well, you shouldn't, unless you've got something, you know, you've got a medical problem that means you're going to defecate dramatically, you should um, probably maybe be more proactive about it and have your poo before it gets to, to a sort of a last minute stage. So you think you should poo yourself in the middle of the street? I didn't say that, did I? You did. So should You've you... You've completely twisted my words. If you need a poo and you're 31, but you're, 20, you're saying if you're 29 you need a poo, it's fine to run and rush to a toilet. But if you're 31 and you need a poo in the middle of the street, it's not fine to run or rush. No. And let's be honest, by the time you get to 30, you're probably wearing 10 men. So it's, it's probably less of an issue. <laughs> That's what you gave me for my 30th? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> Yeah. Still so, so grateful. Can you believe you're 32 this year? All right, not in, in a matter of weeks. I know, in a few weeks, aren't you? God. Yeah. I wonder if my birthday card will turn up this year. How did that happen? I did send you a birthday card. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. It wasn't that long ago when we met and we were in our 20s and you were, you know... Do you think I'm ageing backwards? Because I look at photos of me at the time we sort of aged, and I think I look older then than I do now. Yeah, I agree. And uh, someone said to me recently, uh, a close friend of mine, she said she hates, hates how um, boys get better with age. I know it's a bit of a generalisation, but she was very well, complimentary. She said, I'm getting better with age, which I don't think so. I think my prime was 24, 25. You think that was your prime? Really? Mm, when was I... I've a... got photos of you in, in your prime, supposedly. I'm, I think you are looking better now. Don't forget, my weight has been up and down like a yo-yo for most <laughs> of my 20s, wasn't it? Up and down like Brian Snyder. It was up... No, my weight was up and... Mm, mm, 21. I don't... But I've, I don't, I've never met you when you've been fat. You, you've seen... You have. You have. I, I, no, because I've seen photos of you as a child and you've been... Couple of years ago, when I first decided, when I moved to London, I always say this. Oh, you weren't fat then. I know I'm not, but I put a bit of weight on after the World Cup and stuff. But anyway, <laughs> bloody football, yeah. lads. Anyway, shall we do Jordan's jolly joke of the week? Let's do Jordan's jolly joke of the week. Here is the jingle. If you like a chap who's cheeky and northern, you're in for a treat with our Jordan. And if a giggle is what you seek, you're sure to love Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week. Right, OK, this week's Jolly Joke of the Week comes from Greybo himself, Graham North. Oh, wow, a spash. Sheep says to the farmer, all you do is boss me around all day, and I'll tell you the punchline after the break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And thanks for sticking with us, G and Divas. It's the second part of the episode. Um, and now it's time for Jordan's jolly joke of the week. Sheep says to the farmer, all you do is boss me around all day. The farmer says, what? Sheep says, you heard me. No, <laughs> That's nice. I thought that was going to have a filthier ending. Uh, no. When you said it was from your dad, I was like, okay, here we go. Uh, all right then, William, it's time to go to the listeners' problems, please. First correspondence. This one has come into us via email help at sexwithmyboss.com. It's come from someone called Riggy. Right there. Mom? Dear... Mom? I'm sorry. Mom? Mom? <laughs> sorry. She said she'll go and shop. Go on. Do you need anything? I was just going to see if she'd get me a Kinder Buena from shop. Anyway, she's already gone. I'm just crazy. Oh, I've had a little... Every afternoon I've been away filming. Every afternoon mm. around about two, three o'clock, I have a coffee and can... Oh, have I turned into a diva? I have a coffee and a is Kinder Buena. Is it on Buena. your rider? Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> just say, we have a little break and I'm like, coffee and Kinder Buena, please. Anyway, go on. Wow. The life of a celebrity. Oh, bleh, don't say that. Bleh. No, I hate when you say that. Yeah, I mean you've. I mean you did go on a program called "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." Yeah, but I'm not. Stop it! You're making me don't shut up. Move on. First question. This one is from Riggy. Dear William Jordan, producer Ben and Diego. Okay, now look, this is stupid. It's stupid that Ben is on that. Uh, that opener. We don't need his dog on there now. Can we have Frank on there as well? Yeah. Yeah, my dog. My birthday is coming up in a couple of months. He's put in brackets here, yeah boy. Go on. Yeah boy! And I was wondering what the etiquette is when receiving posts on Facebook profiles from friends. I always ensure to like and reply to each post with a personalised thank you, but I've noticed that my other friends will simply like the post and not even respond at all. What do I do? Best wishes, Riggy. Excellent question. I've been off Facebook for about a year now, so my advice is... Uh, I, it's even it's even hard liking all the posts. Mm. Just at the end of the day, on the night of your birthday, I think, hey, really nice. Thanks so much for all your posts and birthday wishes. Um, really does mean a lot. Do you think you should reply to everyone? I strongly disagree. Again, I am not on Facebook anymore, but when I was, I would 
factor in half an hour to the end of my birthday or the morning after, depending on what I was doing, Would and to, to sit and respond to all of them going, thank you, Jordan, or Matt, that means so much to me. Thank you. Thank you, Ben, for your kind wishes. And to sort of vary it, not just putting thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to each one. Would you actually? Yeah. But I mean, or you can, what you could do is to stop it. You can still have Facebook alert your friends that it's your birthday, but you could turn off your wall. Uh, and so then people can't write on it. I just think a little post at the end of the day saying thanks for all the wishes, it does mean a lot, kind of thing. That's the one thing I miss about Facebook. It tells you when it's somebody's birthday, and I don't know anybody's birthday. I need to get you a birthday book. What's a birthday book? It's a book and you write people's birthdays in it. Oh, like I'm going to carry that round with me all the time. Well, I have mine in it's part of my new executive study. It's in that drawer you over there. you have an actual birthday book? Hold on. Oh, I, d- I want to get in the pool. Come on. Pissing about with a birthday book. Oh. You got that from... Um, uh, I know where you got that from. Don't tell me, don't tell me, because I've seen one. Oh, um, you got it from the card factory. <laughs> no, it's... Uh... Aspinall of London. Yeah. So oh. uh, tell you just write in... Everyone's birthdays. So whose birthday's the... coming up next? Who's coming up? Whose is the what? nearest birthday? You've put your own, but... For no, that says Jordan North. Yeah. So whose birthday's the next? Who's the next birthday? Uh, the next birthday is our friend Michael Maurer, the uh, photographer. After wedding oh. photographer who's done the lovely photos, Ellie and Michael. Oh, he's a great lad, him. He's a great he lad. Is. Uh, I haven't written my own birthday, and actually, it turns out. Then we've got, we've got my cousin Harry in September, Mike's grandmother, our friend Daryl on the seventh. Our text. Our Daryl. Four. Our Daryl. Oh, okay. There you go. There so it's very there. useful. You just carry it with you, and then and look, it's got a nice little bookmark that you can put in, so you can immediately turn to sort of when it is, and then you know okay. whose birthday it is. Or you can oh, set a calendar nice. reminder on your phone. Next bit of correspondence, please. This one is from a very sad and confused L. Dear William and Jordan, at the time of writing, I, a female, am in the process of moving house with my male partner of three plus years, and I'm also turning 30 within the next two weeks. In the three years that we've been together, I have never once doubted my relationship. However, a couple of weeks ago, a friend from a recent former job, who I always found very attractive, told me he has very deep feelings for me. He told me that whilst he thought I knew he had always had a soft spot for me, he felt that he had to tell me how strongly he felt about me. He told me he wants to marry me and have children with me, and would even move abroad with me if that's what it would take for me to be with him. Ever since, I have felt very overwhelmed and suffocated in everything I do. This revelation has haunted me every waking moment. I can't focus on anything and keep thinking about him and what could be. I speak to him quite regularly, and we have a lot of shared interests, and I enjoy his company. However, he also has a girlfriend, so a part of me questions his intentions. I recognise that I'm probably already slightly unnerved by the changes in my life, particularly entering my 30s, which I'm struggling with, but now I feel like I have a huge weight on my shoulders. I feel like I want to run away from everything and everyone and be alone in the wilderness. The last thing I want to do is hurt anyone, but I don't know what I should do in this situation. Should I give myself some time to settle my thoughts and reassess my life, or am I being selfish by even considering this unheaval? Grateful for any advice, and I can't wait to see you in Dublin. Love, a very sad and confused L. Kiss. Uh-huh. L. 
I mean, it's a tough predicament and some people will judge, but I will say this. You won't be the first and you certainly won't be the last. And in this situation, you've got to put yourself first. What do you want? What do you want out of this? Are you happy at the moment? If so, then fine. Do you think you'll be happier with this guy? You know, a lot of people say to you, the grass isn't always green on the other side. It's such mm. a hard question to answer. I'm going round in circles here, but you've got to put you first. You said in, 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 in your letter there that you're worried about other things and obviously you'll, you'll know his friends and family and stuff like that. But if you do make the decision to leave, like people will forgive and forget. I don't know. It's a hard one. It's such a hard one. The thing to ask yourself, L, is that how were you feeling before your former colleague told you this? If you were having some doubts about your relationship beforehand, perhaps there's more validity to how you feel now. But we are always... It is human nature to always be excited by the path not taken or the the path that is there, the the mirage on the distance. And it could be just that. It could be a mirage, this wonderful, exciting relationship that you you may or may not have with this person. It might be more... What the hell is going... Oh, it's lovely Tom emptying the bins outside. Um, It might be more exciting to think about than it actually would be and you may never know but if you're if actually everything else is perfectly fine with the person you're in a relationship with now i I would give that a bit more time and three years is not a short amount of time it's not like you've been with him three months i would say as well if you're absolutely in love with this person you probably wouldn't even be thinking about this Mm. would you if some if an old colleague that you fancied got in touch you would just be like no wouldn't you well, most of my colleagues have always been over 50. So, it's, I mean, it's probably a different, different story for me. So, I don't know. It's such a hard... I hope we've helped answer that, Lindsay. But... I, I would say monitor your feelings. Just just keep keep a tab on it. Um, but it sounds like you're in a good relationship and, and that you love your uh, your current partner. So maybe give that a bit more of a go. But, but I think do ask yourself, how are you feeling before this conversation with uh, this former colleague? But if you do decide to leave your current partner to go with this other, your former colleague, then it will all sort itself out. It'll be a tough few months, maybe a year, but sometimes the grass is greener on the other side. This one is from Emily. Dear William Jordan and producer Ben, I have a question that I've been wondering about for some time and I'm curious to know what you think. How common is it and what's the etiquette on weeing in the shower? Is it a time saver or totally revolting? I'm a shower weir and can't really You've see much of a You've talked about this on telly before, haven't you? Yes, me and Lizzie Cundy did this morning debate. They always get me on quality. In my mind, it's not that different to everyone spitting toothpaste into the sink as it's just washed away instantly and it's a good way to see if you've drunk enough. Well, so is weeing into a lavatory. Please help. Is it okay or totally feral? One thing I do accept as gross is when my boyfriend wheezes in the bathroom sink. If I'm taking too long... <laughs> I know, I know lads that do that. Well, you can't, no, Emily, you can't go, oh, that's disgusting to wee in the sink, because this, presumably he turns the tap on and washes it away, because it is exactly the same principle as weeing in a shower. I used to wee in my grandma's backyard and... But you were how old? She, about five, six. Yeah, well, um, I mean, as, that's perhaps fine. If someone was on the toilet and I really needed a wee, then... Um, 
It's just let me win the great. But uh, yeah, uh, do you know what? I I know what your answer is, William. You say yeah. absolutely not. You shouldn't win the shower. No. I, I, I honestly, I don't, th- I don't think I'd do it anymore. But I wouldn't judge anyone if they did. I would also say if you are a shower weir and you're going to do that in your own home, and that's perhaps in your own home you can do what you like. If you are going and staying at someone else's house, do not wee in their shower. If I have had any friends, I mean, obviously I don't have guests to stay anymore because we've converted the study, the second bedroom into a study. But if I have any friends that wee in my shower, I will punch them in the face. <gasps> William Hansen. I reckon I've probably, I know I've never stayed over at yours, have I? Did you, in Manchester, did you? No, I don't think you did. No, no. I don't think I did. Oh, that's weird, I've never stayed over here. Um, yeah, do you know what? And if you are a shower weir, make sure you use, you know, you do clean your shower often, your bath. But I, can't, I don't think I do it anymore. I don't know, because showers... Therein lies, you've, you've just hit the nail on the head. I am not convinced that shower weirs will clean their showers and baths as much as the non-shower weir folk amongst us. At the time of recording, it has been trending on Twitter today about weeing in the sea. And for some reason, Kerry Katona was on Good Morning Britain this morning saying that you should absolutely not wee in the sea. What do you think, William Hansen? No, of course you shouldn't wee in the sea. In the sea it's all right. No, it's not all right. The toilets are miles away, so you just go for a quick dip and have a quick wee, don't you? No, you don't. There's fish in there that wee and stuff. Well, they don't come round and wee in your loo, so why should you wee in theirs? For some reason, that made a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) And I I have no comeback to that. That made a lot of sense. Fair play. But yeah, um, it's fine to wee in the shower, I think. Everybody does it. Right, final letter. This is from Bowie who has put her pronouns, she, she, her. Dear William Jordan and producer Ben, I'm writing to you with widen eyes and the memories of what I just saw burning in my retina. I live in a town where the houses are quite close together. She lives in the north. My office window directly faces the bedroom window of my neighbour, and this has not been a problem up until now. I'm on good terms with my neighbour. He is a nondescript man in his probably late 30s who lives alone. I've gone round to his house a few times. Nondescript mean... When people say nondescript. Just sort of, you know, he's not hes not a stunner, but he's not ugly. He's just sort of, you know, nondescript. You can't really describe him. He's plain. A bit like me, I suppose you could say. Oh, stop fishing for compliments. Oh, oh my, I swear to God, I, you're such an... I'm not, I'm not. I'd say you are not nondescript. Non- yeah, you're not nondescript, actually. You're quite... If I had to give you a number out of ten in that really... Awful. You would be at least a five. Mm, that. <laughs> look at you. You look slightly but, wounded. I always say this to my barber, Panny. I, I feel like I go into the hairdressers a five, but when you've had your hair cut and your beard done, especially for lads, I'm a, I'm a, I feel like a six at least. <laughs> I would say Jordan, Jordan North, and I'm. I'd, this, shut up. We're not I'm glad we're this. recording remotely here. You are probably a nine. In a power cut. <laughs> Carry on. Sorry, nondescript. There you go. <sighs> He's a nondescript man in his probably late 30s who lives alone. I've gone round to his house a few times for dinner and everything seemed fine. 
I never thought there was anything up with him until a few weeks ago, when I was sitting in my office finishing some university work. I was bored of staring at my papers and decided to look out of the window. I noticed there were some odd marks on my neighbour's window that hadn't been there before. They looked suspicious, but I thought nothing of it. But my peace would not last for much longer. Uh, As of ten minutes ago, I'm eternally scarred. I was sitting in my office again, clicking mindlessly on my computer after finishing my work. I hadn't thought recently about what I'd seen in my neighbour's window because it didn't seem to be that big of a deal. But as I logged off, I stretched and decided innocently to look out the window. What I saw was horrifying. My neighbour was standing in front of his window, one hand bracing the glass and the other hand bracing his mini-me. As I looked on in disbelief and horror, he reached his climax and extravagantly ejaculated all over his window. Oh my Christ, are you jo- What do we say every series? He seemed relieved, yes, and promptly left the scene, unknowing that I had just wit- <laughs> What was that? Wait. He seemed relieved and promptly left the scene, unknowing that I had just witnessed this. I don't really know why I didn't dash away at the sheer sight of it, as I do definitely do not find him attractive. But there is something about the shock of seeing your neighbour ejaculate all over the window opposite that's hard to believe. So my question to you is, how do I go about living my life now that I know what this man looks like when he reaches his happy place all over the window? Do I move out? Do I pretend this never happened? Do I ask him to stop it? I feel the latter would be inappropriate, as he would then be aware that I have seen him. We do talk often, but I don't think I can ever talk to him again. Thank you for reading this novel of a question, but I'm truly in despair right now. That's from Bowie. Bowie, my advice is clearly speak to your friend and tell him to not use pledge when he's going to clean his cum off the window. That was my response. Oh, is you going to use that? (laughs) I was saying no wonder he's got marks on the window. He's probably using pledge on glass. Oh, I think my mum's just walked past then. Sorry! <laughs> Did your mum heard you say what? I think my mum just heard me say come. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, look. Oh. This is why we... Right, get us back in the studio. Oh, excuse me, it's not It's not me why we're recording remotely. <laughs> That's one thing you don't want to say. <laughs> don't Sh- get why don't you get your, get your mum get your mum in and I'll read that letter again and we'll get her advice. Absolutely not. Go on. I think you have to be... Bowie, I think you just ignore it. If it happens again, and then I think you might need to say something, this is where we'll bring back the anonymous note. Um, but I don't think you can you can say it. People, look, we're all God's creatures and people have weird fetishes. What would you recommend to wipe that off? You're good at cleaning. A Nil no- glass. Pardon? Nil glass. Or, if you want the very cheap environmentally friendly method, some... Uh, environmentally friendly washing up liquid squirt of that in some hot water a little bit of white vinegar and do that but remember everyone never do your windows in direct sun because it dries everything too quickly always do it it on a a cloudy day and my dad's top tip and I do it always use old newspaper to clean your windows to dry them yes uh, yeah old old newspaper is good clean your windows and uh, remember, if you want to help with something, then you can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexofmyboss.com or you can send us a message on Instagram or Twitter at sexofmyboss. It's our handle on there. Um, thank you for all of the uh, handwritten letters that have made their way in a, in a big watch. 
uh, to me. I'm working my way through responding to them. So if you haven't got a response from me yet, it's either because you haven't put a return address uh, or it's because I've still got a few more to do. But thank you to everyone. I will get back to you. See you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, it's me, Jamie Lang, and I've got a new podcast, uh, and this time there are no gimmicks. It's just great company. Because the thing is, I realise the reason I love podcasts so much is because they're a great way to connect with people. Hello, I'm Youngblood. Joe Brand. I'm Paloma Faye. Jay Blades. Elizabeth Day. Zara Larson. Casper Lee. And I'm Great Company. Great Company. Great Company. Great Company. Apparently. It's Great Company with me, Jamie Lang. Out now. Hello, g and We're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexatmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexatmyboss.com slash cinema.